0: these things in jesus name amen jesus is risen and when we say that last week we say he was risen indeed and we and we clap and we had a great day and we worshiped together and had a wonderful day of worshiping we went home we had meals with our families and at the end of that day i don't know about you but i was tired i had a, i was tired but man i had a great day and then monday came And it's now what? Now what? What what did that mean yesterday? What does it mean that Jesus is risen? Now what? And it's it's easy to get caught up in the celebration and in the celebration with our family. And it's easy for us to get caught up in all that because we spent a week together. Some of us were here all week that week, and for a week we we studied the death of jesus and we studied the last week of his life and we studied the resurrection and uh resurrection is not the end of the story though it's the beginning but it's easy to study those things we studied the last week of jesus for a week and i don't know if you learned anything but i learned some new things but we still don't know all of it and we need to understand something that the writers of the gospel inspired by god thought it was important for us to understand a couple of things and one of the things that they wanted us to understand was jesus was dead jesus died jesus was dead he wasn't sleeping he wasn't hurt he wasn't just sick and needed two or three days off to kind of get recuperated jesus was dead we learned about it in the last week of jesus uh, i think it was eric played one of the roman guards and i asked those guys to just tell me what you thought that the roman guards thought and eric was really good at that he he was pretty heartless and cold i thought he was like we kill jews all the time it's no big deal you have to understand the romans were very good at killing jews literally they crucified thousands of jews and jesus i want you to understand this that for the romans it was no special thing that jesus died they didn't say oh wow king of the jews they didn't care they were just it was just another day at work he punched the clock they went we'll go crucify some jews today that's what we're going to do that's on the schedule i've got that in the book today that that's what we're going to do do you understand how heartless this is it was not a special day it wasn't oh jesus is coming up today this will be big we'll probably be talking about this two thousand years later Mm -mm. it was just another day of killing people They didn't do anything different than they normally would. And listen, they were good at what they did. Jesus was dead. And they wrapped him in cloths. And they put all these spices and everything in there so that the body would not smell. If the cross didn't kill him, he would have been suffocated in the tomb. Okay, But here's the deal. Neither one of them can kill Jesus because he's God. And I don't know if you understand this or not, but you can't kill God. Jesus laid down his life. If Jesus hadn't laid down his life, he would still be hanging on that cross. Jesus laid down his life and said, it's through, it's finished, I'm done. And so Jesus was dead. And the Bible thinks that it's important important for us to understand Jesus was dead. And the Bible also thinks it's important for us to know that Jesus is alive. Not was alive, Jesus is alive. He's still alive. He's he's on the right hand of Jesus. I mean, He's on the right hand of God. And I wonder at times if we really believe that Jesus is alive. I think we sometimes think of this story as Jesus was alive. I mean, Jesus was dead, and now Jesus was alive. Jesus is alive. Jesus is still alive. Jesus is still working. And Jesus is still ministering to us. In all of history, Jesus is the only man to die and live. Again, now you say, what about Lazarus? Well, Lazarus died and lived and then died again. I kind of feel sorry for Lazarus. I think, you know, he was enjoying whatever paradise was. And then he hears Jesus calling him out of the tomb. And he's like, oh, for crying out loud. (laughs) And it doesn't say, I wish they'd have wrote a little bit more about Lazarus. He had to go through all that again. His family had to suffer through that twice. And so anyway, but Lazarus did not uh, live again. He lived, I'm sure he's in heaven, but he did not live. Jesus was alive. In all of history, Jesus is the only one who ever did that. And he thinks it's important that he convinces those that who loved him that he was alive. And if you're in this first chapter of Acts, this is the beginning of the church as we know it. What you see here is 2,000 years of the church. And our goal is, I want you to understand this, our goal is to be as close to what it was then now. And we have to be really careful because sometimes I think what we have now doesn't look like what they did then. And we need to be real careful and understand what, what, what it was. And Jesus said, It's really important for you to know that I'm alive. He spent 40 days convincing people who loved him that he was alive. He took out, you understand, 40 days of history. 40 days of all the history of the world, he sets aside to teach the 11 men who were left. He went, I want to convince them that I'm alive. It must be, it's important for the believers. They're going to be the church. They're going to be the ones that, that, that uh, tell everybody who Jesus is. They're going to be the ones that lead the church. All of church history comes back to these 11 guys. And Jesus says, I'm going to take 40 days and convince them that I'm alive. That might be a good idea to have a 40 Sunday series of Jesus is alive, imagine if I did that forty Sundays that would be nearly a whole year I mean maybe you did another fifty two weeks and it'd be nearly a whole year it'd be a whole year nearly of convincing you that Jesus is alive and that's not a day that'd be just be forty one hour sessions maybe it's about thirty minutes of speaking so that wouldn't even be you know, it wouldn't even be 24 hours when you come over. Jesus said, I'm going to take 40 days because these guys really need to know I'm alive. I just want, as I was thinking about this, I was thinking, this must be, really be important. And why was it important? They were having trouble believing it. And I, when, I, when I was little, uh, I mean, th- those who lived with him, they, they needed convincing that he was alive. We, re- we read the Bible. And we're like, okay, Jesus was dead, and now he's alive. Okay. And I can remember as a little kid, that's all I ever heard. I never heard anything different. That's all that was in my home. Every Easter, every Easter, we go, you know, Jesus was dead, now he's alive. And if that's all you ever hear, then you're like, oh, okay, that's okay. I was, uh, Jason's, Jason Roast was telling me about his uh, brother-in-law's daughter was in at it, school and they were talking about what is Easter surely I can say can I can say this we're in church and uh, all the little kids was like well it's the Easter bunny and colored eggs and Easter egg hunts and that's what Easter is and I may not have it exactly right but I thinking I'm pretty close and uh, Sonny's little niece said uh, Easter's when Jesus died and came to life so we wouldn't have to all go to hell <laughs> that's pretty good That's pretty good. And and Jesus thinks that it's important that we are convinced that what happened, happened. And the people that were there and who saw it, we hear about it and we're like, okay, you know. I wonder if I'm really, and when I listen, I wonder if I, and I think I believe this, I know I believe this, but I'm wondering, am I really, getting all of it because jesus said i'm gonna set 40 days aside to convince the people who saw it i haven't seen it i haven't seen it i didn't see it okay and yet i think i I think i believe and and i know i believe but the people that saw it it was so i mean you see different times he appears to them and they're like okay we believe And then he appears to him again, and it's like they they almost don't believe again. I'm telling you, what happened was so amazing that it took 40 days for Jesus to convince his own people who saw it that it happened. And I think sometimes we just take it for granted and we don't understand the magnitude of what happened. And I think for us to be the church, we have to understand Jesus was dead, he was dead. And now he's alive. Because everything <coughs> that we do here hinges on that. If Jesus doesn't come out of that grave, this is a big waste of time. Some of you are probably thinking, well, oh, Pastor, I've heard you preach. It's a big waste of time. No, matter. no. If, this isn't, if this isn't true, we should all fish all every Sunday. I'm just saying if there's no hope after death you understand that if jesus doesn't come out of the grave there is no hope anywhere after death everything is there's no heaven there's no life after death if jesus doesn't come out of that grave life is this is it this is all there is And you might as well just steal and do whatever you want to. You might as well just enjoy everything there is to offer right now. Here, if Jesus doesn't come out of that grave, you might as well, because this is it. That's all the heaven there's ever going to be is what you can make it here. But Jesus came out of the grave. And there is more. And he is God. And so he seeks to talk to the guys that are going to be the church that are going to be the very start of the church. For whatever the church is ever going to be, he takes it 40 days and he pours into those guys because they needed it. And so, and he was happy to do it. You understand He was happy to do it. I think, I think it was so much. I think when I see when I watch that that video we watched the Sunday night before uh uh Holy Week, you see Jesus in there. And I, and you know it's Thomas. He comes in. and He goes, yeah. Look at that. Look at that. He goes, well here, well here. Stick your hand in my side. And then he and he's like, watch this. And he's gone. You'll see me in Galilee. and He's in Galilee. And uh, hey, throw your net on the other side of the boat. And they caught all these fish. <laughs> Jesus, is just like I love showing people that I'm alive. You got some fish? Hey, bring some of your fish. I've already caught some fish. Where'd you get them? Doesn't matter they jumped in my lap I'm the, you know i'm jesus and he's just like showing and the word says if you go to verse three and you read in the amplified bible it says that he he showed them unquestionable evidence and infallible proof that he was alive so that when they got done there was no way they would ever go i don't know there was no way it was unquestionable When they got done, there was no more questions. (coughs) It it was answered. They didn't need anything else to be convinced. Jesus couldn't, Jesus, if Jesus walked up to them and said, do I need to do anything else so that you will know that I'm alive? They would say, no, I'm completely convinced. I believe this. They didn't say, you know, if you just do one more miracle, that would get me. It says that they were completely convinced. And we know that they were completely convinced because nearly all of them, gave their life for the cause. They were completely convinced that he was alive. You will die for things that you believe in, but you will not die for something that you know is a lie. Do you understand that? You will die for something that you believe in, even if it is false, but you believe it's true. You will die for something you believe in. You will not die for something that you know is a lie. The disciples died, those that were killed, died knowing that what they had seen was true. Okay, you understand that? It's important that we understand this. Okay, so resurrection doesn't mean anything unless you believe it. So we have to believe that resurrection happened. Listen to me, I'm going to say that again. Resurrection doesn't mean anything if you don't believe in it. Jesus died, and Jesus was resurrected. And for many people, it doesn't mean anything because they don't believe it. It hasn't changed their life. It hasn't changed the way they live. It hasn't changed their standing with God because they haven't accepted it, and they haven't believed in it. Resurrection doesn't be- Jesus died for millions of people who will never accept him, who will never follow him, who will never be in heaven because they don't believe it. Resurrection doesn't mean anything unless you believe it, Okay? But if you don't believe if you don't believe it it's been a waste and so we have to believe it okay and so he thinks it's so important that he sets aside 40 days 40 days he sets aside to get people to believe so Jesus gave 40 days to get people to believe because first of all it must be important must all we must believe and the second reason i think he took 40 days is i don't think it's that easy to believe I think people think that this, what we ask people to believe, is very simple and very easy. I don't think it is. Do you understand what we ask people to believe? We ask people to believe that God created everything. Everything you see, God created. And then when you talk about that man failed, and that God sent his son, who was all man and all God. That's really easy to believe, isn't it? He's all man, he's all God. And then he walked around on water and he brought people from the dead and he touched people and they were healed. That's easy to believe, isn't it? And that not only did that guy do all those things, but that guy died, he was killed on a cross, they killed him, he was dead for three days and then he rose up out of the grave. Easy to believe, isn't it? Think about what we ask people to believe. That's hard. It's hard to believe. And Jesus is talking to people who watched the whole thing happen. And he sets aside 40 days. And I want you to know, I don't think it's easy to believe. And it's certainly not easy by ourselves. And, truth, and the truth is, we can't do it by ourselves. God has to lead us and help us. And we see here Jesus doing that. And I want you to think about, if you have a loved one, or even yourself, if you're in the middle of this, and, and does anybody have any questions about God? Anybody? Liars! Liars! Let's open up the altar right now. Does anybody... Anybody have questions about God? Raise your hand. Good. These guys walked with him. And he was like, I'm going to help you get it. This shows shows how, how loving Jesus is. In our questions, they were looking and they were like, how can you do this? He goes, hey, come on, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. If you have questions about who Jesus is and about how he does what he does and why he does the things he does, hey, you're in the boat with everybody else. You're in the boat with the followers who walked with him and talked with him and and they camped out every night together and they ate with him and they talked with him all the time and yet he, and they saw everything. They saw it all happen. They're not reading about it like we are. They saw the whole thing happen. And he said, I know it's going to take a while. I've set aside 40 days. I'm going to show you who I am. And when we get done, you will no questions about that I'm alive. It's hard to believe. And I think sometimes we think, well, if we just say the right words, if we just sing the right songs, and if we just do the right things and people are going to come. What we ask people to believe is hard to believe. And we cannot do it without the power of the Holy Spirit. You will never convince anybody of anything. The Holy Spirit has to do that. And what we see here, and, Jesus, and this Holy Spirit is, this, is the Spirit of Jesus. And what we see here is what Jesus does in the life of every one of us. You know, like for 40 years, or not 50 years now, 51 years I've been walking this earth. First three years, four or five years, God pretty well left me alone because I was an idiot. I didn't understand anything, but feed me now. Pretty well that way, still. <laughs> but I remember as a little kid, I remember the preacher would preach, and I thought, I was a little kid, and I hadn't had enough time to get into very much junk at all. I mean, like, what big sin? I remember as four- and five-year-old, I thought I was the worst sinner I ever was. And God came alongside of me and for 51 years he's been walking alongside of me so that I can get to the place that I have no doubt in my mind that he is God and that he was dead and that he's alive and that his Holy Spirit can dwell in me. And he keeps answering more and more questions but I sometimes the questions that I get answers to then just make more questions but I still just believe who he is. Are all those questions answered? No. I don't think they ever will be. I think when we're in heaven, we'll we'll know more and more about God than we ever did before, and we still won't understand him. That's the wonder of who he is. But when we see this, we see that it's not easy, but we also see a God that comes alongside people who are having trouble believing, and he comes alongside them and says, I'm going to help you understand who I am. And that's something that God comes alongside people who reject him, people who, who don't have anything, don't want anything to do with him. And if they come to a place where they say, I do want to believe, he says, okay. And he draws them to that place even. And then he says, okay, I'm going to show you who I am. And I'm going to keep showing you. And I'm going to keep showing you. I want you to know, this is my third point, Jesus will do whatever it takes to get people to believe. It says that, he, uh, he did many compelling demonstrations and gave unquestionable evidence. No, many convincing demonstrations, and gave unquestionable evidence. So he went to his disciples and he gave a demonstration. He would do demonstration I don't know you say, what were the demonstrations? I don't know. One of them was, he said, "Hey, stick your finger in my, stick your finger in there. If I would have been Jesus, when Thomas did that, I would have went, "Ah." Just kidding, Thomas. <laughs> yeah. stick your hand in my side. I would have screamed bloody murder. Now he said, "Look here. Here's a demonstration. Here's a demonstration. Catch some fish. Here's a. Dem- we don't know all the things that Jesus did because they said there were so many. So many said that he did so many things we couldn't write them all down. That's what, they say. That's what The writers say it's not what I say. It's what the writers say. He's, he's like, okay, I'm going to show you one more time. I did this. and did this." I do this, I do this. They said they did so many demonstrations, so many convincing demonstrations, that it was unquestionable that he was who he was. Okay? Jesus did these things. It was unquestionable. The things he said, the things that were seen, that they, that, that they had no doubt who Jesus was. And so for 40 days he does this. Think about setting aside 40 days of your life to show someone who you are. You ever thought about that? I started thinking about when Cindy and I started dating. You know, it's not like this stuff they got now. I mean, these kids, they, they act like they like each other and then they just start in and this is who I am and this is what I do and this is blah, blah, blah. They can give all the information. It's like they've dated for six months and they've known each other for a day understand when Cindy and I dated I went to school and I said hey you want you want to go out Friday night okay yeah we didn't talk again until Friday night because I lived in Mansfield and we couldn't call each other long distance because it cost too much you know so I didn't talk again till Friday night so Friday night we went on we went on our first date we went to a basketball game where I was playing we talked a little bit on the bus ride down there mostly it was just me going and her going, you know. Went to the game, came back home, rode the bus home, small talk on the way home, you know. Bye, you know, see you. I actually kissed her the first night. You know? Because I didn't figure she would ever go out with me again, you know. Didn't talk again till seeing her at school on Monday. So, so far... We're one day into it, and we've had maybe 30 minutes of conversation. These kids nowadays, they chat and talk and talk and talk and chat and chat and chat and chat and chat. They probably talk more in the first week than we did in the first year. I'm serious. That's what. hey, you, know, you want to know why your kids are so deep in a relationship with someone that they haven't dated, like went on a physical date with for two or three times? It's because they've shared their whole history with them in the last two hours. I'm just being honest with you. You you guys need to know these things. Your kids can fall in love quickly. I'm just, you know, I know you think that I'm not tech savvy, and you're right. But I know a little bit of stuff. And they talk, and they talk, and they talk, and they get into this real deep stuff, and they haven't known each other a week. Cindy and I, you know... We've talked to each other 30 minutes and we've known each other, literally, we knew each other for 12 years. I thought about, said 40 days. I wonder how long it would take for me and Cindy to have had 40 days of knowing each other. Because we'd see each other at school maybe 20 minutes a day, you think? Maybe 20 minutes a day. 20 minutes, so we're talking maybe three hours a week. Maybe take eight weeks to make a day You know, understand? Eight weeks to make. I dated my wife a year before I ever told her I loved her. A year. And I got to thinking about that. All the time we spent together, I spent a lot of time trying to get her to know who I was. I spent a long time. I spent a long time trying to figure out who she was. I still haven't got it figured out. And just when I think I do, she goes and does something. Like, Where'd that come from? <laughs> you don't, yeah, and you don't even know her. <laughs> he's, got, he's got one, though. <laughs> God made them all. But he said, I'm going to set, think about this. I'm going to set aside 40 days so you can know who I am. You sit with somebody 40 days and spend the day with them, day and night and talk. 40 days, you can have a pretty good idea who somebody is. And Jesus said, I'm going to do that so that you can know who I am. I'm going to get you to believe. I'm going too long, but I want you to understand this. Jesus wants you to know who he is. When I read this this story, I was reading this this week, and I was just, I was thinking, God, where, where do you want me to go? This is where you want me to go. And I read this, and I was like, 40, he spent 40 days talking to people who already had been with them, he'd been with them three years already. And then he spends 40 days to convince them that he has died and come back to life. 40 days to know who he is. 40 days to make sure that they knew who he was and what, and what he would want for them. What would God do This is what God does. This is what God does so people will know who He is. Some of you have people in your family who are lost. Who are lost. And I think sometimes we wonder, is Jesus worried about my family? He spent 40 days messing with people who already knew Him. What do you think He's doing for your lost family, your lost sons, your lost daughters? I'm telling you, Jesus is out there and doing everything he can for them to get to know who he is if he would do this for people who already knew him what's he trying to do for people who don't know him i think he's pleading and begging and trying to show himself and they're walking down the road and he gets in front of them and he's like hey you see me look i'm doing and he does stuff and they don't notice and he goes okay i'm going and he gets in front of, i want you to know tonight if it's to, to this morning and i heard i heard jeremiah bullock say this if you end up in hell it was in, in spite of Jesus standing in front of you going, hey, stop, stop, stop. This is who I am. Look, my hands, look at my side. Look, I'm doing this here. Look, you're breathing today. You ever notice that? Look at the trees. Did you notice that? Hey, did you see that fish you just caught? I made it for you. Look at the water all around you. You see. Look at the mountains. You see that. Look at your wife. Isn't she beautiful? I made her. Look at your kids. Look at your kids. I made them. And he's just all the time trying to convince, trying to convince, trying to convince. If you get to hell, it will be over Jesus saying, "This is who I am." He did that for forty days. He did that to people who knew him and loved him. What's he doing for the people who don't know him? I think he's just, it's me. Hey, look here. Look, look at this. Look at that. Look at this. Look, I'm providing for you here. You need some money? Here you go. You need a job? I'm providing that for you. You sick? I'm bringing healing. And we just understand this. And this is me too. Sometimes we just walk through and he's just like, hey, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. And we just, I feel so much like in the Old Testament. You were here all the time. I shouldn't see you. I shouldn't see you. That's who we serve, and He wants you to see Him and know Him. I want our team, to worship team, to come. I want you to stand. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. I don't want anybody looking around. I want you to be real honest this morning. I'm not talking about getting saved this morning. I'm talking about you are a person who believes in God today. I don't know why God wanted me to go this way, but I think this is where I'm at today. You believe, you, he was with his disciples. They believed all they could believe and he just keeps trying to convince them why why did he keep trying to convince them because they needed to see it i'm not asking you to accept the lord today i'm just saying is there anybody here this morning you just reel on and you say pastor i believe but boy i'd like to see jesus again i just there's things going in my life and i can't hey brother sister i've been there I just can't see him i know he's around i know he's here and i know he's trying to show me i just can't see him right now and i really need to see him i want you just to raise your hand up right where you are i just need to see him just keep him up just need to see him that's okay keep him up okay i want you to put him down I'm going to ask you to do something else. If you would, today, I want you to come up and just stand here at the altar. If you raised your hand, and I know this is a little more, but I want you to come and stand here at the altar. Right now. Just come. Just stand at the altar. There's no shame in this. Hey, wherever you're at, I've been there. I'm the pastor. And there's days, there's days I'm just like, man, I just want to see Jesus. I can't see you today. I can't see you today. I want some of the church to gather in behind and lay a hand on some of these folks. I want everybody to come in and we're just gonna lay a hand on you. Scoot up, Tim. Scoot up. I want somebody to get behind. Jason? Why don't you come in here and get behind Tim. I want somebody with a hand on everybody that's standing here. Everybody got a hand on your back? Somebody got a hand on everybody's back? All right. Now, when I start praying, I want you to pray loud enough. That that person that you've got with your hand on their back can hear you.
1: And you might not even know
0: them, but I just want you to be praying. God, I pray right now that you would just be seen. Because we we know, I know from from reading this word here, that Jesus wants to be seen. Jesus is not somebody that hides from us. He, he is this guy that's like here I am, here I am. And sometimes through life and through the things that go on, we get so bogged down in uh, the things and the and experiences and the things that are happening that it's just hard to see. But I want you to know he wants to be seen this morning. And so we're going to pray that you would see him. We're going to pray that you would see him. So if you got your hand on somebody's back, Get up there close in their ear where they can hear you pray. And as I pray, I want you all to pray. And we're going to pray out loud today, all right, as the church. And you say, well, I'm too far back. I ain't got my hand on anybody. You pray loud too. We're all just going to pray out loud together while I'm praying, okay? All right, let's pray. Lord, right now, I pray in Jesus' name. Father, we see in your word and we know that your word is true. I pray that you would be seen. Lord, I pray that you would open up our eyes. I pray that as we're going through the week and as we're going through our life, Lord, that we would start seeing you in the sunrises, in the sunsets, in the grass, in the in our family, in the people that we're around. I pray that we would be seen in the church. I pray, God, in Jesus' name, that you would be seen in the little things in life. When something goes right, we would say immediately, Jesus did that. Jesus was there. Father, take the blinders off our eyes. Father, we know from your word that you work really hard for us to see you. So, God, I pray that you would be seen today. Father, I pray for those who have loved ones who are lost. And who desperately want your, their loved ones to see you this morning, Father? I pray for their loved ones today that they would see you working. That they would see you, Father. We thank you that you are God who wants to be seen. Father, we learned last week that said, "If you go up to Galilee, you'll see me." We want to see you. You want to be seen, Father. I pray that you would be seen in the life of the church. I pray that as we're at our job and as we're uh, in our home. I pray that our kids would see who Jesus is in our moms and dads. Father, I pray that as our kids go to school, Father, as we've been with our teens for the last few days and just hear what school is like and what life is like, Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you would be seen through the life of our teenagers. Father, I pray for our children. Father, as we spent... The night with them a couple, few weeks ago. Heard the things that goes on in school and goes on the things that are that are pushing in on them. Satan's just trying to destroy our children. God, Father, I pray that the other kids at school would see Jesus in in our kids that go to school. Lord, Father, today I know there's some folks that are broken. And life is closing in on them. And they just need to see Jesus today. Father, I pray that they would. Right now, in Jesus' name, we pray this. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I want you to, if you prayed for someone this morning, don't stop praying for them after this service. You say, I don't know who that was. I don't know who that was I laid my hand on. It doesn't matter. You say, God, you know who I laid my hand on on Sunday. And I'm praying that they're going to see you. And don't quit praying that. Okay? Don't stop. Just keep praying that 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 they see, that they see, that they see. Sometimes we, I'm just going to tell you, sometimes we go through dark times. And we just cannot see. But I'm going to tell you this. I read this and I know that Jesus will be seen when it's time. He will be seen. He will be seen. And He never gives up, and He never quits. And He wants to be seen. Amen? Amen. Amen. If you need to see Jesus, you will. If you'll look. Okay? Keep praying for each other. I want you to go back to your seats. We're going to worship a little bit. Then we're going to go home.